Our gospel for today comes from Matthew, the second chapter. In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem asking, where is the child who has been born king of the Jews? For we observed his star at its rising and have come to pay him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was frightened and all Jerusalem with him. And calling together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They told him, in Bethlehem of Judea, for so it has been written by the prophet. And you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod secretly called for the wise men and learned from them the exact time when the star had appeared. Then he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child. And when you have found him, bring me word, so that I may also go and pay him homage. When they had heard the king, they set out, and there ahead of them went the star that they had seen at its rising, until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw that the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. On entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they knelt down and paid him homage. Then opening their treasure chest, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road. This is the gospel of the Lord. You may be seated. Grace to you and peace from God, our creator, and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. In his book, Directions, author James Hamilton shares this story. Before refrigerators, people used ice houses to preserve their food. Ice houses had thick walls, no windows, and a tightly fitted door. In winter, when streams and lakes were frozen, large blocks of ice were cut, hauled into the ice houses, and then covered with sawdust so that the ice would last well into the summer. One man lost a valuable watch while working in an ice house. He searched diligently for it, carefully raking through the sawdust, but he didn't find it. His fellow workers also looked, but their efforts too proved futile. Now a small boy who heard about the fruitless search slipped into the ice house during the noon hour and soon emerged with the watch. Amazed, the men asked how he found it. The boy replied, I closed the door, lay down in the sawdust, and kept very still. Soon I heard the watch ticking. Smart boy, right? Now, as many of you probably know, I am a fast-paced, go, 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 seize the day kind of person. I love to be busy. And in my frantic, busy life, I confess that I sometimes forget to take time to just stop, breathe, and listen, whether that be simply for my own sanity or because I'm feeling overwhelmed and need to take a moment to gather and organize my thoughts, or even when I, too, have lost something, like my cell phone or my keys, and I need to walk out the door in five minutes to make it to an appointment. 
The irony, by the way, in this statement is that I finished this sermon and about a half an hour later, I did have to walk out of my house and lost my cell phone. So I don't know if this is a self-fulfilling prophecy or not. Anyway, not surprisingly, this frantic mentality tends to seep into my spiritual life of faith as well. When I don't stop and take time to just be, to breathe and remember God's presence flowing around and through me, I tend to forget the ways in which God speaks and shows up in the world and in my own life. I start searching for peace and worthiness in all the wrong places, and I end up feeling tired, overwhelmed, and often lost. But as the story of the last watch demonstrates, Sometimes, the best way to find what you're looking for is to stop and listen, to look with patience and stillness and calm, no matter how contradictory this may seem. Today, we celebrate Epiphany, which for us in the church is a day that we remember the story of the wise men from the East who follow a star, believing it to be the sign of a new king for the Jews, and finally find Jesus in a house in Bethlehem, honor him as king, and bring him gifts made for royalty. But as one of our young people on Christmas Eve so aptly observed, why don't we just include the story of the wise men with the rest of the Christmas story on Christmas Eve? Why do we wait a whole nother 12 days before we celebrate this story? Other Christians certainly do. Well, there's actually two reasons that we do this. First, as Christians, we see this act of the wise men from afar, or magi, seeing a star and coming to pay homage to Jesus, who is a Jew when they are not, as one of the first signs that Jesus' birth opens the door to non-Jews or Gentiles like us, being included in God's promises which were first made to the Jewish people. And second, historical documents and other parts of scripture suggest that it took the wise men up to two years to actually find Jesus. Hence the reason they found Jesus and Mary in a house instead of a stable, as our reading references for today. Now you can, can you imagine following a star which you think is a sign of a new king, but you don't know for certain, for two years? Talk about patience. On the other hand, if you are seeking something that you really need, want, and hope for, to fulfill a dream, maybe, that you have, perhaps there is no amount of time that you won't spend searching to find what you seek. Several of us have spent years in school to try and get a good education, maybe with the hope of getting a good job, hopefully something you're passionate about, and a better understanding of the world. Perhaps you've been saving up for years to buy a house or go on vacation. And when you finally achieve those things, you do receive this great amount of joy with it. On a larger scale, Blacks and African Americans fought for freedom from chattel slavery in the United States for 89 years before it was abolished. And though blacks still fight for the truth of their story to be told and for true equality, and various forms of slavery do still exist today, 
the hope and the dream is still alive and worth seeking and working for. Women started formally protesting for the right to vote in 1848 and weren't allowed to do so until 1920, 72 years later, a privilege for which I am certainly grateful for and one that I'm glad they did not give up on. We can list the dates of wars across the world throughout history that lasted many years as well, even decades, including several wars that continue to be fought today. And yet for those people who finally gained their freedom or independence, who are working and fighting for the rights that they long and hope for, I bet if you ask them, they would say, yeah, it's well worth it, no matter how long it takes. And so it makes me wonder, what was it that the wise men hoped for? What was it that they were really seeking that made the following a star for two years worthwhile? From what we know about them, the Magi were actually a famous class of astrologers and dream interpreters who served the king of Persia. The status and identity of these Magi dates all the way back to the story of Daniel in the Old Testament. These magi would have been seen as important dignitaries. They would have been wealthy, respected, and held positions of power. They certainly would not have been Jews themselves, since astrology was considered a form of divination which would have been forbidden under Jewish law. So they didn't need power, they didn't need wealth, they didn't need status. What could they possibly want and hope for from a new king of the Jews, especially after realizing that this king was not even recognized by the current rulers and leaders of Rome, which is why they didn't find Jesus in the palace and instead find, found Jesus in a humble home. Well, perhaps this is where our own faith and life stories aren't so different from those of the wise men. We've just entered into a new year, 2024. And while it is a tradition for many to make New Year's resolutions, often ones focused on trying to change or improve oneself, perhaps the story of Epiphany calls us to ask, what are you seeking? What is it in your own life that you truly need, want, or hope for? And how will you go about finding it? As I've already mentioned, going the frantic, trying to do everything, and measuring success by how much you do doesn't really work so well. So perhaps we, like the boy in the ice house, like the wise men who patiently followed a star for two years, or like Jesus himself, would have more luck taking our time, breathing, pausing, listening, praying, in order to figure out what we truly hope for, need, or want in our lives. Because in the end, that's all that God wants from us. God wants us to embrace the wonderful, unique human beings that we are and to simply be open to seeking, learning, listening, and finding God in new and unexpected ways. As the prophet Isaiah reminds us for today, Arise and shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For darkness shall cover the earth, for thick darkness the peoples. 
but the Lord will arise upon you and his glory will appear over you. I can certainly relate to this idea of life feeling like frantically searching for something in a pitch black cold ice house and feeling hopeless that I might not be able to find it or feeling fear of never achieving that goal that I've been working towards for so long. Many people throughout history have felt it and it's easy for us to get wrapped up in this. Perhaps it's similar to the darkness that Isaiah speaks of. But the hope of the story of the wise men and the message that this story brings to us and that Isaiah reminds us of is that God is with us on our life journeys and on our faith journeys as well, revealing God's self to us in many surprising ways. The glory of the Lord has risen upon us and upon the world. And when we take time to stop and breathe, and listen for God, then we can remember God's presence with us. We can see God in new and unique ways and perhaps hear God calling us to start a journey towards something new this year, no matter how long it takes. But whatever you are seeking, remember to take time to stop and breathe and listen because you never know what you might be able to find. Amen.